Hallelujah. And I feel good. I didn't have a clue. I just know the Lord. I was always feel like I'm bouncing off. The, I'm running around and bouncing off the walls here. Would you say to somebody, our treasure, our treasure. What do you treasure and what do you highly value? The birds were flitting around on the ground and darting in and out of the tree branches. And they're caught up in their day, giving a little attention to the crowd that had gathered around Jesus. And little did they know that the very one who had created them would memorialize them in a teaching moment. A teaching moment that would transcend time and be repeated from generation to generation until Jesus would return from heaven as the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. The creator of the universe, now standing there in bodily form, drew his listeners' attention to birds. His goal that day was to cause the hearts of every wayward and orphaned soul to regain trust in God. He wanted to restore them to the deepest and most meaningful relationship they could ever experience, to know the depths of Father God's love for them. Jesus was on mission to represent Father God in every word he spoke, and every action he took. Signs and wonders, the works of the Father, as Jesus called them, were accomplished by the anointing of the Holy Spirit as a confirmation for what everything Jesus said was true. Just for a moment, it was as if he was again in the Garden of Eden when the first birds were created. Jesus lifted his eyes to take in the delightful Activity of the birds dancing in the air, free of worry, free of anxiety, free to fly. Seeking to reconnect them to the love that created them, Jesus addressed those precious but anxious hearts and this beautiful but burdened soul. And he said, This is why I tell you to never be worried about your life. For all that you need will be provided, such as food and water, and clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? Consider the birds. Do you think that they worry? about their existence. They don't plant or reap or store up food. Yet your heavenly Father provides them each with food. Aren't you more valuable to your Father than they? Let's praise the Lord. Aren't you more valuable to your, the Father God than anything else? Jesus did not give his life for birds. Jesus gave his life for you. 
We all know that the value of something is based on what someone is willing to pay for it. And you and I have been bought back, redeemed, not with temporal, uh, corruptible gold or silver, but we've been redeemed back to God by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Like 1 Peter 1, 18, 19, for you know that your lives were ransomed once and for all from the empty and futile way of life handed down from generation to generation. It was not a ransom payment of silver and gold, which eventually perishes, but it was precious blood of Christ, who is like a spotless, unblemished lamb sacrificed. So, you are highly treasured. Look at the person next to you. You're highly treasured. You're highly treasured by the Lord because there's a high price, the highest price possible. The highest price possible was paid for you. And when the price was being paid, it shook the whole world. The sky went dark when Jesus died on the cross. Torrential rains poured from the heavens as if the whole world was grieving. Romans 8.18 Starts it says, For I consider that sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us, for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but ourselves, we ourselves, who have the, the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we eagerly wait for the adoption of the son, as sons, the redemption of our bodies, the whole world shaken. I have this theory that where tsunamis potentially come from, because these always seem to come where human life is experiencing the greatest pain. Deep earthquakes underground happen near Thailand, where human trafficking excels. It's like holders going, no! And then a tsunami starts. Bible says so. The earth feels the wickedness and the pain of the sin of man. Crying out. But we are treasures. We're his treasure. Just ask your heart, are you his is he your treasure? Is he your treasure? Matthew thirteen forty four. This whole started, by the way, that was the introduction, I guess. This whole started about this idea of this, this quickening about treasure. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. You know, Jesus is there and he's just, he's gone through all these, you know, he's gone to the parable of the sower and he's done, he explained it and they did the parable of the, uh, the weeds and the, the, you know, how the, how the uh, and the tares. 
excuse me, the tares and the uh, wheat about the enemy coming. So he explains that one. Then he, he just keeps going. He says, well, the kingdom of God is like kingdom of God. And then he says, the kingdom of God is like this treasure hidden in a field. Which a man found and then he covered up. And then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. The Passion Translation says it this way. King, heaven's kingdom realm can be illustrated like this. A person discovered that there was hidden treasure in a field. Upon finding it, he hid it again. Because of un uncovering such treasure, he was overjoyed and sold all that he possessed to buy the entire field just so he could have the treasure. What is treasure? Treasure is the place in which good and precious things are collected and laid up. Here we find a few treasures. The, would you repeat this one? Because I am made in God's image, I am valuable and worthy of dignity and respect, and all people are. Now that is a treasure that comes out of the person of Jesus Christ. Here's one. Ready? Because I am forgiven in Christ, I am no longer a slave to guilt and shame. Now, is that a nice treasure? Here's another one. Because I have been justified and redeemed in Christ. I don't have to earn God's love. Go ahead and say, I am enough. Hallelujah. Here's another one. Because I am perfectly loved, I do not have to look to the approval of others to find significance. Come on, man. These are treasures, 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 treasures. You find this treasure, and it's the eternal word of God, and it's how Father deeply cherishes you and cares about you and, and wants you to know him and and you, you and I get stuck so easily in our pride and in our fear. We just get stuck. We think we have to manage it all ourselves. We, try, we change who we think God is. We change who we think. We, think, we just change everything. We, try, we just try. We just try. We just try. In our brokenness, in our foolishness, in our inabilities, in our... Orphan mentality. That's why it's so important to me that when the Lord shows me something, you know, I'll get. The, how, how many of you have had a? You, you get a revelation from the Lord, and it's so far. It's so far over. It's like I see you. I don't know if I'll ever be able to live this. I don't know if I will be ever to, to think about myself the deep, wonderful, loving way that you think about myself. It seems like I'm going to have to grow into this for a while because I know me, and yet you know me, 
and you know me in a way that I don't even know me yet because my knowing of me is still how I'm trapped with what I've done with myself. Yet you love me and you highly value me and you desire me to be something more than what I'm in my own flesh capable of being. And I really need a whole lot of you. How many of you have ever found out that the answer to every prayer is just more of the Lord involved? Oh, Lord, we got this big long list, you know, and then the Lord goes, I see your list there. <laughs> and here I am. Nice list. The fullness of everything we ever need, the capacity of all that we have need of is in found in, in Christ. The plethora, the, the fullness, the, the depth of his love, the, the things that he is like, how can, you know, I, I've been thinking about just this, this beautiful understanding that we're more valuable than a bird. That we're more valuable. That, that the Lord says, I want to involve myself in your life and you not be just so stressed out. How many of you know, stress is right around the corner? Stress is right in your face every day. Stress is in your face every day. Would Jesus use the same thing? Would he be staring into the bird, looking at the birds and them chirping at him and stuff and go, hey, would he be doing that? Yeah, he'd be doing the same thing. He'd be saying to you and me the same thing that he said to the disciples. He's saying the same thing from his word to us today. It's the same thing. Just go ahead and say, I'm deeply treasured by the Lord. I deeply treasure the Lord. That's the knitting together that the Lord has desired for us. He passionately loves you and wants you to live in the fullness of that love. You know, this is a... We live by what we cannot see. Have you, I've never seen Jesus. I've seen kind of like, you know, visions of sort of inward. Like one time we were in uh, Pittsburgh in a convention center, and I, I, I sensed that I saw the Lord coming through the ceiling. It was a, a very holy moment, very, very holy. And when it, see, when you, isn't it funny? Let me just say this for a minute. Isn't it crazy that? Most people can think back to the most negative, painful experience in their life and relive that horrible emotion over and over and over. Did you know I quit doing that? You know what I go back to? I go back to these incredible holy moments and I relive them over and over and over. And I was standing there looking up, playing my guitar, and it is, was as if the ceiling was removed. And Jesus was standing on like, you could see through it, but it was as if he was on some kind of a cloud. And it was, this was the Lord, the absolute Lord of all, was just descending into the room. And the holy power, the power of holiness was so palpable, so tangible, that in my mind, everything went into slow motion. I just went into another realm of like time. 
I was just transfixed by the beauty of the power of the holiness of this God. You see, nobody can take that away from me. Nobody can come and take that out of me. Nobody can steal that from me. Nobody can lie to me about who Jesus is. You can't do it. Is that in the Word? Yeah. Revelation chapter 4, Revelation chapter 5. Yeah, it's all over the place. It's not just because it happened to me. It's because it's in the Word. And because it's in the Word, it's verifiable. And God says, you want more? Yeah, I want more. And He gives you more of who He is. And He validates everything in that Word. It's incredible. Peter says, you love Him passionately, although you've never seen Him. But through believing in Him, you are saturated with an ecstatic joy, indescribably sublime and immersed in glory. For you are reaping the harvest of your faith, the full salvation promised to you, your soul's victory. Oh, man. But Jesus said, hey, whoever, whoever would save his life will lose it. Whoever will loses his life for my sake in the Gospels, he'll, he'll, he'll save it. It's just, you've got to lose your life. Your little grubby hands hanging onto your little grubby soul is just so grubby. It's just so grubby. But when you let your little grubby hands get cleansed by the power of his blood, you cling to Jesus. You grow up. Was that okay? Did that work for anybody? For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? What can a man give in return for his soul? He says, whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with his holy angel. I'm going to just uh, jump over all this other stuff. I just want to hit one other verse and then talk about this other guy in the Bible for a minute. Um, I wrestle sometimes with the needs, the deep like needs of people. And uh, I want a greater, you know, there's this uh, greater anointing that the Lord has for us. He gives us this authority, and then he, uh, the authority that he gives us is actually grows as we, uh, it expands as we in, have intimate time with him. But when we have a struggle in our souls, when we struggle in our souls, and we have the feeling that it's put on us to pull it off, now, there is a part of our life where we have to strengthen our will in the Word of God. Because there's no strong demons, there's only weak wills. And when you've been weakened over a period of time by giving place to something, you feel overwhelmed by it. But it's, see, to another person, that's just a gnat. Not my deal. Right? So when you have a, this is the, never ever is it 
I, I hate it when, and I truly hate this, I hate it when somebody turns the Word of God into a legalistic wounding device. Because everything in the Word of God is motivated by God's love. He says the Spirit gives life. It's the letter. It's the letter without the Spirit of God kills. But the Spirit gives life. And the Spirit of the Lord gives life. He gives life. And we talked about this last couple of weeks, that the access, we, when we open up and give access, and it's the struggle to learn how to give access to the Lord in these places. Correct? says, God will never be mocked, for what you plant will always be the same, very same thing that you harvest. Galatians 6. The harvest you reap reveals the seed you planted, and if you plant corrupt seeds of their self-life in this natural realm, you'll expect a harvest of corruption. If you plant good seeds of the spirit life, you will reap beautiful fruits that grow from everlasting life of the spirit. It's learning to, to spend the time, to have to cherish the t a time of having a quiet place where you can encounter the Lord. That you can be His and that you can be refreshed by His Spirit when nobody else is around. And you can listen to Him and hear Him and respond to Him. And what that does is it changes the way you think about the rest of your life. Other decisions show up. And because you've had this time with Him, you have more of a wise perspective about stewarding your life. Right? You have a... Hey, everybody has had some opportunity to be offended to be wounded in some way, just just the stuff that the stuff doesn't stop. It just you know always something. And uh, like we were talking about, we had this dog invaded our home, little Humphrey, and um, they went out backyard, and uh, Humphrey was rolling around in the grass, and it looked like he was just enjoying the grass, but he was rolling around in deer poo. And there are people that I know that just go roll around in deer poo. They're like Humphrey. They just go and they get involved in the, the whatever's in the world, whatever stinks, they get their mind in it, they get their roll in it, roll in it. And then they run and they want to rub it on you, just like he did. I'm going to rub it on you. You know what I'm talking about. All these wonderful things happen and one negative thing. And what are you going to do? Rub the negative thing. Just rub on that negative thing. And smell that. The truth. The truth, isn't it? Let's lift our heads to the Lord just for a moment. I want to ask the Holy Spirit to come and uh, uproot. Just make focus, you know, help, help you see. Uh, something came on my heart early today, and it's just the pride, the work of pride, the work of pride, how it blinds, pride blinds people. Um, as we're there, I just want to mention this guy, you know, remember John chapter 9, the fellow was born absolutely blind. He had no eyes in his eye sockets. 
In fact, when God put eyes in his eye sockets, he didn't look like the fellow that didn't have eyes because he looked so different. And they said, this is not the guy. Is this the same guy? I don't know. This is the guy. There are certain people that when God opened your eyes, you are so different that people go, that's not the same guy. Is it the same guy? I think it's him, but he was so different. Because you're no longer in darkness, you're in light. And the Lord wants to open your eyes today and give you eyeballs in the spirit realm and to see things you couldn't see before. That's what he's put in my spirit. I want you to see. I want you to see. Would you allow the Lord to give you eyes where you have been dark and not been able to see your way out of something Ask for the eyes of the Spirit of God. Right now, just go ahead and listen. Let me see what I haven't been able to see so that I can go where I haven't been able to go. Let me see. Let's pray in the Spirit. Just let a, a river of gratitude rise in your spirit right now. Just a river of prayer. Gratitude mainly. Just say, Lord Jesus, open my eyes. Open my eyes to how deeply I'm treasured, how deeply I'm valued. Help me see. I believe there's a couple of you, potentially, that the moment you see, Something that's been a struggle to you will cease. There's something so powerful about seeing yourself the way the Lord sees you. It's a, it's a revelatory moment. And you're able to let go of things that you couldn't let go of. You're able to walk in ways that you couldn't walk before. I was praying with someone recently and the Lord spoke to them and said, you're welcome into the family. I would have never thought of that. All their life they thought they were just tolerated. That the Lord just tolerated them. But in the prayer time, the Lord said, welcome. They were no longer tolerated. Welcome. Changes your life. One moment when the Holy Spirit speaks, changes the whole trajectory, direction, path of pride, like a scaffolding around the soul, come down. Today, I ask him that works of the flesh that have tried to strengthen in whatever way, whether trying to do positive or negative, it doesn't matter that that would come down because that's not going to help anybody. That the scaffolding that's been holding you up, that's been effort, self-effort, come down. In the name of Jesus, come down. In the name of Jesus, self-condemnation, we bind you and cast you out. Self, 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 self-rejection, self-protection, all this self, the spiritual junk, be gone today. I ask, Father, for the redemptive power of the blood in the souls of your people. That the eyes be enlightened, that we see, we see, we see, we see. Thank you, Lord. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and I want to ask if you would do this. If you would stand and if you feel like you're putting something under your feet, I want you to stomp your feet a little bit. Just say, okay, that's, I got it. I got it. We're not messing with that anymore. I'm beginning to see that that was a drain on my soul. That was useless to me. In the name of Jesus, those praying uh, on up forward, we're going to dismiss here in a second. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, let's go ahead and praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. What a sense of freedom. Freedom, freedom. Where the Holy Spirit is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, there's liberty. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. If you have further agreement and prayer needs and you want to pray with someone up here, come on up. Um, just love on each other. This is, uh, I can't even wrap my head around all that I feel like the Lord is saying and doing today. But let's, let's just enjoy and hold on to it. Amen. Love on each other.